Life is full of challenges. With an unpredictable economy and just as surprising life changes, you need to be prepared to weather any storm. Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney Kevin Tharp and Financial Advisor Gary Anderson are available to help you with life's difficult decisions. This is Truth and Planning. Probate. It is a big deal. I'm Kevin Tharp, Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney. And I'm Gary Anderson, Financial Advisor, Anderson Advisors. Gary, I've heard, um, you probably heard uh, my ad on the radio. Our listeners have probably heard that. And some say it is, we say it isn't. And we're talking about probate. I know that if I, if you, if our listeners, or I did an informal survey and I called 10 lawyers in this area, even lawyers that specialize in estate planning or, or claim to specialize in estate planning. I would venture to guess, and if I was one of the 10, I would venture to guess that nine out of 10 of those lawyers would tell you probate's no big deal. If we could pick or choose a state to die in, Georgia would be it because probate is such a simple process. It's very inexpensive compared to other states like California or mm-hmm. Florida or, well, I can't really tell you, Lord only knows what they do in Louisiana. I can't even really fully explain the process there. They follow the Napoleonic Code there. That's all I know. So you got to um, know French to even get it. You know? I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I have no desire to practice law in Louisiana, so I don't have to worry about the Louisiana bar and, and Napoleonic Code. But probate is a legal process. Whether it's in California, whether it's in Florida, whether it's in Georgia, whether it's in Tennessee. And you know, Gary, there are fundamental things about the probate process that are common across all 50 states. And one of the most common things about probate in all 50 states, including here in Georgia, is its purpose. The purpose of probate is to pass title from a deceased person to their intended beneficiaries, assuming that they have a will. Now, if a person dies without a will, we call that dying intestate, then the state of Georgia's already determined who your beneficiaries are. There's no squabbling, or as my grandfather likes to say, used to like to say, arguing. There's no arguing about who gets stuff when you die intestate. State of Georgia's already determined it is set in law. But regardless of whether you die with a will or you die without a will, die intestate, the purpose of probate is to pass title on the assets that you own, regardless of their value, to your beneficiaries. Hmm. So, Gary, the probate process is the same regardless of whether you, when you die you have millions of dollars or you just have several hundred dollars. Hmm. The purpose of probate is to pass title. And a part of that purpose to pass title is somebody has to get access. Somebody has to get authority to get to your bank account and pass that account to your surviving spouse or your children or whoever your beneficiaries are. Somebody has to have authorization to sell your home or to take title to your home and pass it to your beneficiaries. And the reason that you have to go through that process to achieve that purpose is because uh, when the person died, they did not have the title of those assets they owned coordinated with their legal document. And that's where a will falls short. It's very 
it's, it's a very simple legal fact. You cannot avoid probate just by having a will. You will go through probate if you die with a will or die without a will. Because a will is missing title, you don't have a complete estate plan then, and therefore probate is involved. You're listening to Truth in Planning. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Tharp, estate planning and elder law attorney. And today, Kevin is talking about probate and some of the obstacles probate creates for us if we choose to take that route. And Kevin, I think the main issue here is you don't really have to go through probate if you plan the right way. That's correct. And Gary, that's a that's a good thing to mention because there's a myth out there. There's a lot of people out there that think they can avoid or will avoid probate because they have a will. That's why I get a will. That's what my there are some lawyers who still are telling people that you can avoid probate by having a will. You just take that will up there and record it at the courthouse and it's taken care of. You don't have to go through probate. And that has absolutely never been the case. A will alone is not a complete estate plan because a will is missing title. If a will was a complete estate plan, there would be no need for probate. Hmm. Right? So how can you avoid probate? You don't have to go through it, and there is an alternative. And what is that alternative to probate? Well, no probate. It's a choice. When a person dies, they're either going to go through or their family is going to go through probate or they're not. So how does one avoid the court, government, public process called probate? You get your wishes put in a legal document and you title your assets in coordination with that legal document. And you cannot do that with a will, but you can do that with a trust. See, a trust is a legal document that contains your wishes about what you want to happen when you die. But a trust is a legal document that takes effect while you're living. As soon as you sign a trust, it takes effect. See, a will, even though you sign it while you're living, doesn't take effect until you die. And so that is not a living document, and therefore you can't title things in the name of a will like you can in a trust. But if you title your assets in the name of a trust, and that trust is a revocable trust, Gary, then you don't give up ownership while you're living. You have complete access while you're living, and you can authorize others to have access if you're not able to access your stuff due to incapacity. And then when you die, because you've titled assets in coordination with your document before you die, then there's no need to go through probate after you die. So if probate's no big deal, like a lot of lawyers will tell you, then I would say if you're having that conversation with a lawyer and you hear them say that, ask them. So you're, you've set up everything for your estate to go through probate, right? <laughs> you got a retirement account. I guess that's a good thing to go through probate, right? The worst asset that can go through the probate process is a retirement account. If you have an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, a tax-sheltered annuity, a thrift savings plan, that is the worst asset that can ever go through probate. But if probate's no big deal, then why not have everything go through probate? Why not have that information 
public record about how much you have in your retirement account. Second worst asset to go through probate, life insurance. You don't want life insurance to go through probate. But if probate's no big deal, then don't name your spouse as a beneficiary of your life insurance or your kids or your grandkids. Just just, just don't, don't worry about that. Okay? Because everything needs to go through probate, right? Probate's no big deal anyway. I guarantee you, every person that says probate's no big deal has assets titled in such a way that they're not going through probate, including that lawyer who's telling you probate's no big deal. Gary, here's why I think a lot of lawyers and professionals will tell you that probate's no big deal. Because it's no big deal to them. It's no big deal to them. They make money off of that process. They'll draw up a will in hopes that when something happens to you or your family, your family will come back to them and hire them to carry you through the probate process. Now, you don't have to hire a lawyer in Georgia to go through probate like you do in other states. But why go through this process called a court government process? Do you really want to go through it by yourself without legal help? So probate can be avoided by getting wishes and title coordinated together, and that's exactly what a revocable living trust will do. Kevin, if I want to avoid probate, what's the best way for me to plan for that? Call our office or contact our office through our website, kevintharpe.com. Next up, the retirement perfect storm. The Retirement Perfect Storm. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors. And I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney. Kevin, I haven't seen a time in my career when I see so many people anxious about so many different things. And a lot of those things have to do with money, naturally. And me as a financial advisor, I have to answer a lot of questions, or I want to answer a lot of questions for people when they do have concerns about what's going to happen with their investments, what's going to happen to their retirement plans, their 401ks, their IRAs, what is happening with those things. And what we're seeing now is more people are concerned about these funds, these investments they have, these accounts they have, and their overall retirement because they're getting close to retirement. That's when you really start thinking about things. And we've got a lot of things to think about these days. Every time you turn on the news, every time you, you read the paper, anytime you turn the radio on, there's something negative going on in our world today. And people's first thought is, okay, naturally, how does this affect me? <clears throat> well, if I'm 35, 40 years old, probably not quite as concerned about things because I'm just working. I'm working and making a living. I might be working from home. I might be working from an office. I might be, it might be a combination of both. But I'm busy doing that, and I'm accumulating money in my retirement plans. But that doesn't bother me now because I'm not going to use it for another 25, 30, 40 years for that matter. That's, what you, that's the way it is when you're younger. But when you're approaching retirement or you're in retirement, these things can really bother you. And when we look at the perfect storm, the, all these things that are affecting and can affect our retirement, you know, things like runaway inflation, tax hikes just around the corner, massive government spending, uh, rising interest rates that are punishing borrowers 
and businesses, um, Social Security running out of money, volatile stock markets, all those things factor into this anxiety that people have about their retirements. What's going to happen with it? It seems like everything that you believe to be consistent and true over the years when it came to retirement has been just completely thrown in upheaval. Now we're in a point where, you know, if you're concerned about Social Security and it being there for you, it probably means you're going to be concerned about what happens in all these other areas as far as inflation and and uh, government policy and everything else right now. There's a lot of different factors that are causing this anxiety. And what we do as planners, I mean, there's no there's no perfect strategy but there are ways to be prepared for all these things when it comes to a retirement plan. And that's something we as advisors, if we're not doing that, if your advisor's not doing that, they should be. Your retirement plan is the key, having a plan, not just a retirement account. A lot of people out there listening to this show have a retirement account. They have a 401k. They may have even moved into an IRA because they're retired now. But they never have gone to the extent of developing a plan. Those accounts are inside of your plan, or they should be, because each of those accounts that you have can address some phase of your retirement either now or way down the line. And that's what a plan does is it prioritizes how you treat these investments to address your retirement, the things you want to do in your retirement years, the goals that you have. And also just taking care of surviving, just cost of living alone, we have to be prepared for that and know that you know, cost of living is not going to go down, it's going to continue to go up. And as an advisor, it's our job to make sure that we're addressing that. And that's what we do. But if you look at things like inflation, yeah, inflation is something we didn't even talk about for about 20 years. And... Um, Really, for the past 30 years, interest rates didn't go up. They always went down. But inflation is something that was just in the back of our minds, but we had a very low inflation rate, 2 to 3% a year, for about 20 years. And now we're seeing that go back to the things that we, as baby boomers, saw back in the 80s, early 80s, late, late 70s, when inflation was out of hand then. And it's gotten out of hand now. It's tapering a little bit. But it still bothers us because of what we're having to pay for everything. You're listening to Truth and Planning, and we're talking with my co-host, Gary Anderson, financial advisor, and we're talking about the perfect storm in retirement. And Gary, going back to retirement accounts, you've heard me say a lot about uh, the car and the engine. And it sounds like that the retirement accounts are the engine that drives the plan mm-hmm. um, and you don't have much of a you don't have a car. You can't jump on the top of your engine and say, "Hey, I'm going to go down to the grocery store and and get some groceries and just sit on top of your engine." It doesn't work that way. And that's the same way with accounts. You've got to have uh, this engine and the plan put together so that when something like inflation happens, you can make adjustments that you need to make in order to for that plan to continue going. Okay. When I was when I was little, I had a cat. And this cat liked to sleep under the hood of cars. So this cat, the cat probably didn't realize that he couldn't go anywhere if he sat on the engine. 
But uh, one day my mom goes out to crank the car up, <laughs> and the cat comes out with a lot less hair than he started out with. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. An engine alone is not going to get you anywhere. Still it have eight to... lives to spare, but nonetheless. <laughs> That's, right, yeah. That's one, buddy. <laughs> and so, yeah, he never did that again. But that's a good point because, yeah, you can't just go somewhere on an engine. You've got to have something around that engine to get you there. That's what a retirement plan is. It's the whole structure around this IRA, this 401k that you have, that will drive your retirement. And there are things that we consider very consistent in retirement. Social Security is one of those. And Social Security, the only thing we have to realize there is Social Security does give us they do give us some allowances for inflation. It's called the cost of living adjustment. Now, last year or this this past, this year now, you got over a 9% increase in your Social Security payments. That was really nice. That check really was different, noticeably different, when you got it in January of 2023. And next year, from what I'm seeing, is you're going to be somewhere in the 3.1% range again, 3% or somewhere around there, because inflation and the cost of living, according to the government, has tapered off. So inflation is a big part of it. I always tell people, just to get a good idea of how inflation can affect you, look at your expenses right now. Look at how much things are costing you. And project that into the future. Just calculate, let's say, for just practical purposes, an average of 3 to 4% a year, 3% a year that you're, the cost of things that you pay for are going to go up. And project that throughout your retirement. It's kind of a fun experiment, but it's also a, a real eye-opener because you start to realize, okay, this $1,000 here that I was going to get a month out of my retirement account that addresses everything along, along with my other, my Social Security and maybe a pension and things like that. That addresses my retirement really well right now because it helps me do the things I want to do. Not only that I need to do, but what I want to do. And so you think that's going to be good. But you take that $1,000 right now and you project that out over the next 20 years and include inflation, it's not going to be worth a whole lot to you in 20 years. It's going to help. But the retirement plan that we create and that we should be creating should address that. It should make sure that $1,000 that you're anticipating taking out can increase over time to address things as you need them later. Because inflation is a real killer when it comes to retirement and fixed income. So keep in mind, a pension sometimes has a cost of living adjustment. A lot of the ones that you see in the state of Georgia do because we have so many retired school teachers and public employees, they're getting these nice cost of living increases every year. And that makes a big difference. But what you have to do in conjunction with that is this 401k, the money you have needs to have the ability to increase every year, increase the income that you're getting from that to make sure you don't all of a sudden one day realize you can't do anything other than just survive in your retirement. And that's a fear a lot of people have. So, Gary, how can our listeners get in touch with you to make those adjustments in their retirement plan? Yeah, Kevin will be glad to have a conversation with anybody who'd like to know more about retirement planning. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor. Our number is 888-371-2847. In the next segment, we're going to talk about everybody can avoid probate. 
Everybody can avoid probate. I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney. And I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors. Gary, everybody can avoid probate. That is a factual statement. It is not a speculation. It is not a, a wish or a fantasy. Everybody can avoid probate. Or to put it in an opposite way, everybody does not have to go through probate. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's a myth out there that whenever the topic of estate planning is brought up, everybody's like, oh, well, I thought everybody had to go through probate. And we talked about uh, and we talked about that in the previous segment and we addressed that. No, actually, everybody does not have to go through probate. You actually can avoid probate. In the previous uh, segment, we talked about what probate is. Probate is a court government process. We talked about what the purpose of it is. We talked about the purpose of probate is to pass title from the deceased person to their intended beneficiaries if they have a will, or if they die without a will, dying intestate, then the state of Georgia has determined who your beneficiaries are. And again, with the same purpose, to pass title to the assets you own to those beneficiaries that have been determined by the state of Georgia. So either way, you're going to go through probate. Well, wait a minute, Kevin. If I have a will, isn't that the way you avoid probate? No, you cannot avoid probate with just having a will. Why? Because a will is missing an essential element. A will is like building a car and never putting the engine in it. You cannot avoid probate with the will because a will is missing title. And so in order to achieve the purpose of probate past title, you've got to go through probate. You've got to get court permission to pass title. You got to get court permission for somebody called your executor to get access to sell your home if that's what you want to do, or to pass a bank get to the bank account, pay your bills, and then pass whatever's left over to your heirs. So probate is required because title is missing. So a will is not a complete estate plan. And therefore, that's why you have to have probate. So the way you avoid probate is everybody does not have to go through probate. Everybody can avoid probate by having a complete estate plan. And a complete estate plan, there is a legal definition of what a complete estate plan is. First, put your wishes in a legal document. And there is a legal document called a trust that you can use that contains your wishes about what you want to happen to your assets when you die. Then, since that trust is effective right now while you're living, that's why they call it a living trust, as opposed to a trust that's in your will called a testamentary trust, which doesn't take effect in your, until your death because it's in your will. So it's a trust you set up while you're living. It becomes effective while you're living. And because it's effective right now while you're living, you can title assets in the name of that trust. You can title your home in the name of that trust. You can title your banking accounts of all types in the name of that trust. You can make that trust the beneficiary of your retirement account or your life insurance policies. We've done entire shows on who's the best beneficiary on your retirement account. And a trust is the best beneficiary of your retirement account. First of all, it's the best beneficiary because it can be a beneficiary. 
you can't name your will as a beneficiary on your retirement account. So if you're contemplating or talking with somebody about doing a will, ask the lawyer, is this will a complete plan? Is this all I need to do? I want to avoid probate. Can I do that with this will? You can't have a complete estate plan with the will because a will is missing title, but you can with a trust. Now, Gary, when it's a revocable trust, you don't give up ownership over those assets during your lifetime. So if I title my home in the name of my revocable trust, I still own it. I still have access to it. Won't change my property taxes. Won't change my mortgage. Won't change anything until I die. But when I die, my trustee, my wife, my daughter has access to do whatever they want with it according to my instructions. And they don't have to go through the extra step called probate. So the difference between probate and no probate, Gary, is not the document, it's title. And when you title things in the name of your revocable living trust, you don't give up ownership while you're living, and you avoid probate when you die. Kevin, you and I have known each other for a long time. We have a lot of clients that we work with together for a long time. One thing that I know as a financial advisor, it gives me a lot of comfort, a lot of peace knowing that my clients are taken care of that way. And the planning I do simply fits the planning that you have. It's coordinated together. Exactly. So, Kevin, why don't you give people information so they can get that process started with you? Well, Gary, one step, uh, I think first step is to reach out to me through my website, kevintharp.com, T-H-A-R-P-E.com. There's a lot of videos. There's a lot of articles. uh, There's uh, our contact information or phone number or email and schedule an appointment. Tell them you're a radio listener and they'll set up a complimentary uh, appointment for you. We'll sit down and talk about your specific wishes. Get those put in a legal document. Then we'll go through your asset list. And Gary, I don't need to know how much your assets are worth. Unless you're worth more than $26 million when we start this planning, which most people are not, I don't care about how much your stuff is worth. Because you know why? Because it doesn't matter. Probate is not determined based on how much you have. Estate planning is not determined based on how much you have and how much it's worth. Gary, the probate process is the same for a $10 million estate as it is for a $100 estate or a $10,000 estate. Going through probate, the purpose of which is to pass title. And every asset, every bank account that has 10000 in it or a million in it has a title to it. And how is it titled when you die will determine whether you got to go through probate or not, whether your surviving spouse and children can have access to it without going through extra steps. So when you contact us and set up this appointment, we're going to start out with this question. What's going to happen to your assets when you die? And you will know the answer to that question because we're going to focus on getting your wishes put in a document called a trust. And we're going to go through how things are titled and we're going to have all of your assets show you how to title all of your assets in coordination with that trust. So when you die, you know your family doesn't have to go through probate. You don't have to go through probate. Everybody can avoid probate by simply getting wishes and title coordinated together. And here's even better news. You don't have to give up ownership. You don't have to go begging to somebody else to get access to your bank accounts 
or you know, to sell your home or do whatever you want with it like you would with an irrevocable trust. You get to keep ownership. You have access to your stuff. It doesn't change the type of asset you own. All of those are important principles while you're living, gives you protection while you're living, and then when you pass away, because you have a complete estate plan, your family doesn't have to go through the public process called probate. And that's another reason why I tell people to avoid probate. Not only avoid it because you can, there is an alternative to probate, and that's called no probate. But why go through a public government process called probate if you don't have to? And probate is a public process. Our listeners can't see the picture that I have. I took on my cell phone the other day when I was over in probate court to pick up some documents. And I took a picture of it, and it said, by Georgia law, and it cited the statute, probate records are public, and we charge a dollar per page to make copies. (laughs) So public record means anybody can go up the probate court and see information about you, your family's contact information, information about how much you have, where you lived, how much was it worth, how much you had in your bank accounts. All that information is public record. And they can make copies. They can make copies of it. They cost them a buck, but they can make copies of it because probate is a public process. I guarantee you most clients don't want to go through the public process called probate when they die. Well, Kevin, let's make sure people have the opportunity not to go through probate. Give them your information. Again, Gary, the best way is through my website, KevinTharp, T-H-A-R-P-E dot com. Next up, taxes and the retirement perfect storm. Taxes and your retirement. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors. And I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney. Kevin, this is a subject that people always love to hear about is taxes. And they love to talk even talk about it even more because taxes are, you know, of course, they're always with us. We've already established that over the past few centuries. We know we're going to pay taxes. And um, I got great news. Taxes are going down. Well, I'm just kidding. Not in this country, anyway. Taxes might be going down somewhere, but they're not going down here. A lot of people, though, in the past, and I think we've made this, we've thrown this information out so so much over the past few years. I hope people understand, and I hope you know intellectually, that just because you're going into retirement does not mean your taxes are going to be lower. There's a very, very good chance that you're going to pay more taxes after you're retired, then you're paying now. Main reason being is you've got a lot of accounts that you're going to be taking money from that the money is totally taxable. Whereas with an employee, when you're working during your working years, you have deductions, you have things like that that can affect your taxes positively. You don't pay quite the taxes you would because you can claim a lot of things. But it, when you get into your retirement years, you don't have nearly as many things to claim as a deduction. So you're more exposed that way. And one thing we always have to remember, Washington doesn't have the ability just to make money. Contrary to belief, Washington can't just make money. Um, They print it. Yeah, they can print plenty of it, but they don't make money. How do they get their money? They get it from us. They get it from what we call the private sector. Well, that's us. That's the taxpayers. That's the only way that they have of, of raising revenue 
outside of just printing money, but they can't keep printing money forever. You know, we're looking right now, at, since COVID, the the debt actually, from the time COVID started till the time we started seeing it come to an end, our national debt went from about $22 trillion, which that was just pocket change then. Now it's over $31 trillion. That's how much money we owe, and that's all impacted by taxes. Why is it impacted by taxes, and why does taxes why do, why can taxes impact that along with your retirement? Is because taxes are going to have to go up. That's the the mindset that Washington has. That's the mindset a lot of people have. There's a lot of uh, a lot of confusion you know, confusion when it comes to taxes and how much we're going to have to pay and how much we're paying now. And uh, a lot of times. I get the feeling that nobody's really driving the train, Kevin. In Washington, I don't feel I feel like we are we're rudderless at this point. And that's not to say it's just a Republican or a Democrat thing. Even though we have a Democrat administration right now, the Republicans are still contributing their fair share of causing this confusion. Oh yes. Oh yeah. And um Sometimes politicians do things because it benefits them, uh, just the bottom line. benefits them, and mm-hmm. they're going to go in that direction. Unfortunately, that's just part of, the, part of what we've experienced in the centuries this country's been in place. And, but we're seeing and realizing more of this now. Back in 2017, President Trump signed into law the, um, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which actually temporarily took our taxes down. We've gotten so used to that since 2017 that we don't, we've forgotten that those tax cuts weren't permanent. They will go back up in January, January 1st of 2026. The taxes, unless something changes, are going to be restored to the pre-tax relief act phase. And that's going to be significant because your taxes are going to go up percentage wise a great deal. This isn't just a minor tax increase. It's going to be a big tax increase to a lot of people, and you won't really realize it probably until the end of 2026 when you get your when you realize that you you paid a lot more in taxes, and you've got this 1099 and W-2 that shows you how much more you paid in taxes versus the prior year, and you're going to be surprised. Well, people in retirement have to be very aware of this because we need to save on taxes and be tax efficient as tax efficient as we possibly can during our retirement years. And it's not as simple as you think, and that's part of your retirement plan. The plan we would create would address what's going to happen with taxes down the line. And uh, as far as taxes are concerned, okay, we know they're not going up. We feel like in retirement they may be less. Good chance they won't be less. We're talking today on Truth and Planning about taxes and how that's a part of that storm that can impact us in our retirement years. And uh, we know uh, the old saying that there's nothing certain in this world but death and taxes. In fact, we've talked about the consequences of death and probate uh, in previous in previous segments uh, on today's show. And it can be avoided. You mm-hmm. can avoid probate. But the thing about taxes is you might be able to reduce it. You might be able to even avoid it, but you're not going to be able to get away with it entirely. You know what the big difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion is? 
about 30 years in federal prison. <laughs> so it's not like you're going to get away and taxes are going to be totally eliminated. That's not a realistic world. <laughs> but you can avoid it. There are some things you can do to minimize it mm-hmm. and help prevent the f- fallout from that. And that's one of the things you're talking about today. And Kevin, we're not here to tell people how to illegally get by without paying taxes. That's not going to happen. That's not a part of your retirement plan, or it would not be a part of your retirement plan with us. It might be a part of your personal retirement plan, but don't involve me with that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, there's a lot of things, though, that affect our financial retirement. But believe it or not, those, I mean, those things are, a lot of things are beyond our control, naturally, but believe it or not, taxes aren't one of them. We do have some control over how much taxes we pay and when we pay them. And a lot of times people are surprised when they hear me say that, but it's true. And I'll give you an example. When you look at your, when you contributed money to your 401k over the years, or your IRA, your 403b, things like your the thrift savings plan, You were contributing money there. You chose to put money into those plans. Your employer probably chose to put money into it as well, or could have. So both of you together, you were accumulating a lot of money there potentially for your retirement. But one decision you made right then is you weren't going to pay taxes on that income that you were putting into these retirement plans then. You were waiting till another time to do that, that being the time when you started using that money. So see, you are in control somewhat of when you pay taxes. So that's something to think about. There are different ways, as far as your retirement plan goes, to minimize the amount of taxes that you have to pay at any one time. And when we put a retirement plan together, we want to identify the sources of income, some of which you'll be paying taxes on now, some which could be you could be paying taxes on later, or you've already paid taxes on those things, And we want to balance that if we possibly can. Look at everything you have and balance the amount of taxes that you're having to pay simply by not using. Sometimes people get really obsessed with taking all their money out of their IRAs, just using, spending that first, using other money later. That's probably not the best plan if you can at all avoid it. Use other investments blended with that income that you're getting in your retirement to keep your taxes at a minimum. And this is something that really wealthy people have done forever. They've controlled when they're going to pay taxes. They don't pay all their taxes at one time, but they use the tax codes. They're not, you know, they're not doing something illegal there. They're using the tax codes, and we can do that too as individuals. The IRS, they, they're really patient. They can wait a long time for you to pay your taxes, knowing that most likely you could be paying more in the future. They can wait, and they put these things in the code that allow you to be able to do that. So we want to incorporate that into your retirement to make sure that you're not paying too much taxes, too much of taxes at any one time. Gary, how can our listeners have that conversation with you about taxes in their retirement? Kevin, it's a simple conversation. We love being able to talk to people about this all the time. We can answer questions for you. If you want to do planning with us, we can do make recommendations there. But call us at Anderson Advisors, 888-371-2847. Our website, gary-anderson.com. 
Investment advisory services are offered through Anderson Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm. Anderson Advisors is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investments involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Any reference to protection, safety, and lifetime income generally refers to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the strength and paying capabilities of the insurance carrier. This show is intended for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. You should consult with a financial advisor to help determine the best options for your particular circumstances. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not endorsed by the United States government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions construed herein presented by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. Completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Gary Anderson nor Anderson Advisors is affiliated with attorney J. Kevin Tharp or any guests on this show. Thank you.